long story short, I killed somebody. You basically sucked his dick this entire time. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Mugging, the father and son podcast that will kickstart your heart. Oh, I know that song. My heart! I don't like that. Well, <laughs> you're, you're not as good. The reason I brought that up is I want to talk a little bit about Motley Crue and how I've seen them two times in concert in hopes that that will make up for the one time that I saw Bon Jovi in concert, which we talked okay. about a couple weeks ago that I was embarrassed about. I think it does. Uh, I mean, I've never really listened to them except for whenever I was really young. Mm-hmm. I, it had, Shout of the Devil had to be my favorite song, at least for a period of time. You were like four and five years old, too. It, like Maybe I six. guess I, I probably heard it on Guitar Hero, because I know it's like one of the first songs in one of them. Yeah, it's not like I was throwing down a bunch of <laughs> Motley Crue at, yeah. at that time. But, man, I thought it was so cool, mm-hmm. and I would do... Uh, you do the guitar the solo. The guitar with my mouth. Like some people sing the words, and other people, like Jack... As a kid. Sound like two mm-hmm. cats having sex, pretty much. Yeah. It, it was funny. I, I know I have some recordings of <laughs> I know somewhere. there is. But Motley Crue, they're like a real rock band. I feel like Bon Jovi, you know, they, they brought in the synthesizers. And, like, John Bon Jovi's the lead singer. And after he kind of got out of rock and roll, he fucking got a Karen haircut. Gross. And Vince Neil would never do that. Well, Karen haircut's one thing. But what about Steven Tyler? What about him? Have you seen the memes where it's like he looks like the middle-aged mom who <laughs> yeah. just drink wine while, go out and play, kids. But he would also buy pot for his kids. Yeah, so. definitely. But, you know, talking about rock stars that get their haircuts badly, and this one really hurt my heart, because I really think that the best front man of a rock and roll band ever, and all you Mick Jagger people out there, don't, don't fucking email me and give me shit. I know who you're about to say. David Lee Roth, mm-hmm. Van Halen. He was the epitome of a great front man. Once he left Van Halen, he did like California Girls and a couple of other semi-decent songs, and then he just kind of fell off the map, and it breaks my heart. He got a terrible haircut, and he's just... <laughs> I don't even know what oh, it looks like. It, it's really, really bad. I couldn't picture it. But hey, I did see Motley Crue twice. Once they opened up for Ozzy, and then once they were at some fucking monster fest when I was stationed over in Germany. And they, they put on a pretty good show. Did you ever see Van Halen? Yes, I did. Good. I saw the jump tour, and they were fantastic. David Lee Roth doing those high kicks. He jumped around with a sword. He's just fucking awesome. And jumped then I, around with a sword? Yeah, he had this sword and just jumped Dang. around and did all these crazy, like, Steven Seagal-type things. Oh, yeah? So they were shit. Made all the panties drop out there. And- Steven Seagal sucks. <laughs> I never want to hear his name again. Yeah, Chris, Except you showed me one of his songs Well, yeah, Chris Spotify. with film stripping... He he like sent me like an urgent message. Oh, you've got to listen to this. And and I do. I click on it. I would have rather been Rick Rolled. I think I was Steven. Uh, I was Seagal Road. <laughs> I was, was he didn't ride me. Right. No, I was Seagal Rolled. He played this Seagalled. I was just okay. call it that. Yeah, that's a little bit better. That's a little bit better, yeah. It was a song where he's Seagrolled. <laughs> he's like Jamaican rapping about Punani. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Ooh, yeah, nice. thanks, thanks a lot, Chris. I It was right before bedtime, and I no shit, I had bad dreams, like <laughs> disturbing dreams. Like, I'm, I'm not even joking. They, they were disturbing. Like what? 
if you I, can even remember. No, I, I remember. I'm just, I can't even, well, yeah, I, okay. Steven Seagal just, rode you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Long story short, I killed somebody. That's not that bad. And I chopped their body up, and I put it in a trash bag, and I hung it on a pine tree on the side of my house. I was going to say a food processor. And then <laughs> I had to think, oh, fuck, now how am I going to get rid of the body? There's there's no way. It, Why'd I, you hang it on a tree? I don't fucking know. <laughs> and where did the pine tree come from? And you know, nowadays, <laughs> like you're not... Nowadays, forensics, you're not going to get away with it. No. Like, there's no it's fucking way. way. Harder. It's way harder. It's not the 70s anymore. Once I become a suspect, uh, I'm dead. I can't take it out in the woods. <laughs> I can't drive away with it because they'll find hair and blood in my car. So They'll find your semen. I just knew that I was going to get busted. <laughs> Speaking uh, of busted. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending good old quality father-son time together, just like we are right now. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I think when I read the book Intensity by Dean Koontz, that might have been one of the first times I had even thought of, like, semen being found at the scenes of crimes. That always weirded me out. I think you just come in with a black light and see everywhere semen has been. I have a feeling that your room would look like a $10 no, motel. No, the bathroom. Gosh. <laughs> fucking you already knew that. Sledgehammer to that place. <laughs> All right. You ready to get into it? Oh, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh. This is episode 65. Nice. <laughs> okay. Woo! You ready to get into it? Sure. All right, everybody. It's <laughs> Lobby Time with Vincent J. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is the time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching, but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. Perfect. As oh, usual. Yeah. You didn't fumble anything nope. during that one. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So we teased bidet talk last week. Mm-hmm. The bidet was purchased. It was taken out of the box and professionally installed by me. And yeah. we'll get into that whole professionally installed by me here in just a moment. Um, how'd it go, you wonder? Well, I have a little bit of audio of the first time that I tried it out that I'd like to play for you. And here it comes. All right. This is Vince. I am about to try out, for the very first time, a bidet. I don't know why, but I'm a little nervous about this. But, gosh, here we go. Oh my god! <laughs> oh boy, well that hit its target, but damn, that was low? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh no. Um, damn, that was low too. All right, let's try this again. Ah, oh. <laughs> so that was my first time ever trying out a bidet. That fucking thing, it was like laser-guided right to my asshole. It, mm-hmm. it hit me right in the source. It's not like... <laughs> like, I thought it was going to start slowly, and we can talk about that here in just a second. Yeah. I thought it was going to start, like, slowly and just maybe hit near my brown eye. Dude, it went straight for it. And so I wasn't ready for that at all. At all. <laughs> now, Jack later on told me that... It's a little dial, and there's like a bunch of dots, 
And every once in a while, there's like a a landmark dot. I don't know what you would call it. Like a bigger dot that says low, and then a bigger dot that says medium, mm-hmm. and then high. And he thought you could only go to low, medium, high. I thought it was like a click you, one. He didn't realize you couldn't. You could ramp it up. Yeah. Which I was like, wow. <laughs> I thought my dad was smart. Yeah, not not so smart. So <laughs> <laughs> my first impression was, I'm just this is gonna go in the trash. I'm not doing this anymore. But then you did it, and I was like, well, hold up, that didn't that sound like it was just trickling on you, and then you kind of gave me the secret. Mm-hmm. And so I tried it again, but it didn't really ever trickle on me, really. Dude, it, it, did whenever, not, it didn't shoot you like it shot me. Well, it doesn't... Like, it's a fucking power no, washer on you, my asshole what, is what it felt like. What you were hearing in my audio, it was trickling. So before it even the dial hits low, it's not hitting my ass. I know. Yeah, and then you hit it to low. I leaned forward and it would hit my butthole, but if I didn't lean forward, then it was just hitting my ass, and all you could hear was it falling into the water. It was very laserful. We have audio of that, obviously. Yeah. But I found it uncomfortable, not painful. Well, it was just weird at first. Let me tell you where I am now. I like it. <laughs> like the last two times I've gone, it's been kind of nice. It's done its job, and I'm happy with it. Now, I don't think I've had one of those shits that's going to be a multi-wiper. I haven't had that that burn you know, where you're like, fuck, I'm going to be sitting here all day. My damn arm's going to be tired by the time I'm done. Yeah. Haven't had that one yet, but I'm kind of looking forward to it now. Because so, you want to see? Yeah. So I'm giving it two thumbs up. I like it now. And now Jack's audio, so he recorded it, and I, and I was like, it, you started it low? What, what the fuck happened? So it wasn't bad for him. So I dared him to go back in and like... Go straight to high. And, and turn it up higher. And it still didn't get the effect that I really, really wanted. It didn't feel a whole lot different. It was just a little bit more carbonated, as you'll hear me say. But I know you're waiting for it, so uh, let's hear Jack's. Okay, let's try this. (laughs) Got to lean forward a little bit, or else it's not hitting my bone hole. Doesn't feel great when you turn it a little bit higher. I'm currently moving back and forth a little bit. Ah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Let's see if it worked. I'm fucking soaked. <laughs> Yeah, it seems to have worked. All right, so that wasn't as funny as I hoped it would be. I was hoping you were going to turn it up to high, and it was going to lift you off the toilet, no. and you were going to scream. And so I can only deduce one thing, because that didn't happen, and that your butt has taken a lot of trauma over oh, the years. Yeah. Because on low, you heard me, man. It's a, that's virgin- But I've also had a, I've felt a bidet before. So that that moment of shock has already passed. Mm-hmm. What's what's Bidet's name? George Bidet. No. <laughs> All right. So one more thing, I want to give Olivia a quick call because uh, um, 
night one, I walk in and it's it's leaking. the The supply hose from <laughs> from the bidet is leaking. I'd like you to hear Olivia's take of what happened next. Yeah. Hi, Olivia. This is Vince and Jack from world famous podcast called Movie Muggin. You are live on the air, being broadcast to billions, lots of people right now. Um, I think you have the wrong number. I do not. Doesn't sound like we do. <laughs> are think, you sure? I think you're going to like this opportunity. Normally, we we bust your female balls, but this time, <sighs> um, can you kind of run down what happened um, on night one of the day? <laughs> You know, earlier in the week, I thought, I'm going to do something different. And instead of them calling me, I'm going to call them so that Get I can. Get on with your story. <laughs> Damn right. This ain't your show. Hey, you called me and asked for what I wanted to say. So. I feel a hang up coming. Yeah. No, you don't. No, don't okay. hang up okay. or I'll just gonna walk up there. Uh, Was it night one? Yeah. Because it, it, you want me to tell him about your sparkly clean asshole? I mean, I already did. <laughs> okay. I, um, I, I prefaced it with uh, I saw it leaking, just just dripping from the supply just, line to mm-hmm. to the floor. And uh, look, I am not mechanically inclined. I am the opposite of mechanically inclined. I'm mechan. I'm I'm, mech- I'm <laughs> I can't even say it. I'm mechanically declined. I guess it'd be the best that's, word. Like that's I, true. I blame it it's on being true. left-handed because most tools are made for right-handed people, <laughs> like hammers and screwdrivers. So that is not true. I'm not very good. So I I decided I was going to fix it. If you're just going to tell the story, then uh, why did you call me? Well, I got him to hear, and <laughs> oh, okay, you okay, can okay. take it from there for a little while. <laughs> for a little while. Mm-hmm. So he. He's like, it's dripping, and he bends down behind the toilet. And for some reason, I'm compelled to to watch. I, I don't know why. Because dumpster fire is probably yeah. approaching. <laughs> Failure is imminent. And <laughs> uh, hang on. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to say it. (laughs) Snorting. Okay, okay, okay. Let me gather myself. (laughs) So let me also say that Vince isn't always the best sport. (laughs) When he wants to fix something... And then he can't fix it. Because <laughs> I feel like it's an attack on my manhood. I know it's not. I know. But I feel like I should be able to fucking basically hammer and nail into <laughs> something or to know which way to turn a screw. But so, so it's kind of a sensitive topic. So if like something like that happens and he tries to fix something and can't, I have to be like super careful about how I react to it. <laughs> and I was because all- he's. He's sensitive about it. And so. I was all proud that I'd put it on by myself. <laughs> yes, and you had. You had put it on all by yourself, except it had this little tiny leak. So mm-hmm. for some reason, I felt compelled to watch you trying to fix the toilet. <laughs> and as you're down there, face right by the supply line, 
doing what you think is tightening the supply line. You are actually unscrewing the the supply line, which then shot you like right in the face. And I don't know if you've ever had a supply line break off your toilet, but it's not just like a little trickle of water. It's like full blast (laughs) will take the paint and the texture right off the drywall full blast. It never hit the drywall. No, it didn't. It hit you. And it's just bouncing like off your chest and your face and the noise you made. It's like in my brain. And and I could never make that noise because I'm terrible at noises. It's the noise of panic is what it was. Oh, my gosh. I I think it shot you right in the face. And water's going everywhere. Like it's on the walls. It's all it's like all in the floor. And it takes him a minute to get it turned off. And when he turned off, I swear he spit water out of his mouth. (laughs) It knocked a tooth out, too, I think. All I knew of this. I was frozen. I'm literally frozen. And I'm like, fuck, I cannot laugh. I think you asked permission. You're like, is this this funny enough? Can I laugh? (laughs) And you were like, get a towel. So I go and I get some beach towels. I get like three beach towels. That isn't. Not enough. I think we use like 10 beach towels on <laughs> soaking up water that sprayed for like 20 seconds. And I couldn't, like, <laughs> I had to laugh. It was so fucking funny. It, it was, I admit it. I laughed so hard. And then we looked at each other and I was like, oh shit, he's about to get mad. But you know, <laughs> if you know your spouse has a sensitive spot, you try, you try not to. Right. Exactly. So I try to be, I try to be mindful of that, but it was too funny not to laugh. And so we both just busted out laughing and thankfully it was okay because I wasn't going to be able to stop laughing (laughs) whether it hurt his feelings or not. It was just too damn funny. So that's the story of the night of the first bidet. And then he was able to fix it after that, but I didn't sleep well. Have you used it since? Oh, absolutely. Have you used it since? Yeah, I used it twice today and it was oh, wonderful gosh. Like, once, i didn't i didn't you, even have to shit and i was gonna say once when you pooped and once when you wanted yeah, to yeah i might use it a third time later oh I, gosh I, I like it a lot i really do i like it a lot jack you've tried it right yeah yeah we've, it, already, we've already gone over that well i don't know the outcome of double that. thumbs down well you're gonna have to listen to episode no. 65 no. to get there not so. worth your are you on episode 65 yeah how many have you Holy listened shit. to uh, 37 maybe uh, it's been a while mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly yeah, I, 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 I appreciate struggle. that I struggle paying I attention when I'm listening it's a, it's a struggle for me okay bye <laughs> alright well mark that down as one of the longest lobby times I think we've had in a long time probably so you got anything no. Okay, that's good. Yeah. All right, well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. So today's movie is one that Jack put parameters on at the end of the last episode. That's what we're doing this month. We're each putting parameters on a movie, and we tell the other one, hey, you got to pick a movie within these parameters. So the first time Jack gave me parameters where I could basically pick two movies. And it ended and- up being... One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah. So this time he was nicer, and he told me to pick an 80s movie that was either in my top five 
or basically like a quintessential 80s movie, something... One of your favorites or your favorite or just a good 80s movie. Yeah, yeah. Basically. So I figured out pretty quick, I think before we even left the studio, of what it was going to be. And uh, don't know how you're going to feel about it. Okay. Because look, 80s movies, they're such... They're such a risk. <laughs> They're either hit or miss nowadays. I mean, because Ferris Bueller, Goonies, Fast Times, Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. Die Hard, you you love all those movies. Was Weird Science from the mm-hmm. 80s? I still haven't seen that. Okay. All right. I was kind of hoping you'd pick it. Were you? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you got like Airplane, which you didn't love, and Ghostbusters and Porky's, which I know you don't really care for those movies. Iron Eagle. Even though they were huge. And then like Top Gun, Sixteen Candles, you're you're kind of so like those eh, are good movies. Okay, I, okay, and I like Breakfast Club. Yeah, that was a good one. And that's the reason I held back on '80s movies for so long is because I have this love for so many of them, and some of them don't stand the test of time. Some of them do. Like I was really surprised that you gave Fast Times like a 98 or 100 or whatever it was. It was you a really gave good it. movie. It just kind of just kind of blew me away. So it's all right. Enough about that. Let's get to today's movie. All right. So today's movie came out in 1980. Cool. It is rated R. It is two hours and 28 minutes. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 84%. IMDb, 7.9 out of 10. And 91% of Google users like this movie. Let's see. Mormon mothers have to say there are nine uses of fuck, 25 uses of shit, many hells, and dams. It said, <laughs> no way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So this movie is called The Blues Brothers. Cool. So I, I do know this movie. I, I know of it. Mm-hmm. I think I've probably seen like a total of two minutes of it for in my entire life because it's been on the TV when I've walked in the room or something like that. So and then I pause it. I know both of them are dead, right? One from a drug overdose? No. Um, the short, fat one or shorter, <laughs> fatter one. Yeah, John Belushi died of a speedball. Um, heroin and cocaine mixed together. That's what he damn. he was out of control. And we can talk about that here sound a little like bit later. He called a speedball, just completely out of control. He called like a speed slouch, <laughs> right? Another swing and a miss, uh, Jack. He gets back in the batter's box. Let's see what he brings this time. Um, no, Dan Aykroyd. Is, death. Dan Aykroyd is still alive. I know that name, Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite person. Not my favorite actor. But, but you allow it. He was part of the Blues Brothers, so I, you know, I kind of got to like him. It's like I've heard that he's kind of a tool, and mm. I don't think he's that great of an actor. But uh, shout out to Dan Aykroyd and the whole Aykroyd family. All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. All right, let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 1980s The Blues Brothers. So. I don't remember if you answered this, but d- did you say if this was your number one, your top five? I mean, it's right up there as far as the 1980s go. If if I was to make a list of must-see movies from the 80s, this is absolutely one of them. Me too. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Dude, I never... It's like that surprise, you. I laughed this entire fucking movie. I, I know. From start to fucking finish. I mean, we've had this conversation. I... I get scared, man. What are some that I've rated low that kind of crushed you a little bit? I really thought you were going to love Porky's. 
I really, <laughs> but, really thought because but do you love porkies? It was the forbidden fruit of a movie. Man, <laughs> yeah, when for I was like you. 14, man, that was good whack material right there. So well, you could pause it. <laughs> we couldn't pause back then. That's the whole thing. Oh, yeah. That's the whole thing. All right, let me give it to the 50 Cent Tour. If you don't know what the Blues Brothers are about, if you have not seen it, then come on, man. I mean, come on. It's See 40 it. fucking years old, which you pointed out while we were watching it. 40 years old. I'm yeah. like, fuck, I feel old. Yeah. All right, so Jake and Elwood Blues, the Blues Brothers, they need to get $5,000 to save an orphanage where they grew up. They need to get it to the Penguin which is the, the, the nun who runs it. And the only way they can think to do that is to get the Blues Brothers band back together. So a lot of it is them getting the band back together, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then they finally get to play the big show. They get the money, and then they save the day. Let's see what the internet has to say. After his release from prison, Jake, played by John Belushi, reunites with his brother Elwood, played by Dan Aykroyd, collectively known as the Blues Brothers. Jake's first task is to save the orphanage the brothers grew up in from closing by raising $5,000 to pay back taxes. The two are convinced they can earn the money by getting their old band back together. However, after playing several gigs and making a few enemies, including the police, the brothers face daunting odds to deliver the money on time. This movie's got fucking everything. It's First of all, it's a, it's a comedy musical, which those two together, that works for me, man. Yeah. It works for me. The amount of famous people in this... I Look, we got... James Brown, we got Johnny Lee Hooker, we got Carrie Fisher, John Candy, Pee Wee Herman, Ray Charles, Aretha Franklin, and of course you got one of the best comedians and just, I I loved him growing up was John Belushi. He was on Saturday Night Live. As a matter of fact, the Blues Brothers started as a skit on oh. Saturday Night Live, and then people knew they had something, and... I mean, say what you will about Dan Aykroyd. The dude's got talent, and he's written a lot of movies. I think he was writing Ghostbusters, if I remember right. He might have written Ghostbusters. And I think Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi were going to play in in Ghostbusters together. That probably would have made it better. I mean, Aykroyd and, and Bill Murray were still in it, but... Oh. Yeah, I, don't I know, mean, man. I knew Bill Murray well, was in it. John Belushi went on to be in some other movies that were not very good, but his his role in this and his role in Animal House are fucking classic. I just, man, I, I adored that guy. And, and it's so sad, like, watching this movie and just knowing how downhill he went. Mm-hmm. From, from what I understand, they had a fucking budget for cocaine for this movie because he went through so much cocaine. Wow. Yeah, he was... Wow. He was pretty much going in a downward spiral, and by 1982, he was dead from heroin and cocaine mixed together. That's just two years later. Yeah. Um, Everybody around him knew that... He was going to die? Yeah. It was just a matter of time. They they just couldn't get him clean. Hmm. That sucks. Weird thing. He was 33 years old. Weird thing, and then we'll try to get on to some lighter stuff. Chris (laughs) Farley pretty much followed in his footsteps. Idolized John Belushi... Died of a speedball, 33 years old. Shit. Yeah. So Chris Farley, I feel like, is a household name, mm-hmm. pretty much. I have never seen any of his stuff. I All I know is Van Down by the River. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I, that's the only sentence I know from that. You've seen the. I don't, I don't know any of his stuff. You've seen the Chip and Dale dancing, right? Are you kidding me? I don't think so. With Patrick Swayze, where they're trying to be Chip and Dale dancers? I don't know what Patrick dancers? Swayze looks Holy like. Holy fuck. 
I'm sure if I saw him, I would know who Patrick Swayze was. Okay. But I, I have seen nothing from Chris Farley. Patrick Swayze was in Red Dawn. He was like the older brother. Oh, uh, he was like the main kid, right? Yeah, the the old. Okay, yeah, yeah I, rem- I remember that was on the TV like a month ago. I got a couple Patrick Swayze movies on my list. Okay, I've seen this movie so many times. And Does it get old? Answer: No. <laughs> no, it doesn't get old. There, there. It's it's a little bit long. It but- is kind of long, but they actually resolve. Every single storyline that was mentioned or shown, it was fucking resolved, no matter how small it was. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that in a movie. Like, I know there was one comedy movie we've done, but basically they added in so many storylines and then resolved like 0.5 of them. And it, it was supposed to be funny that like they, the whole joke was they leave you hanging but that was like that ruins a movie for me. You know me. It's all about the endings, mm-hmm. like Gladiator, which I, I still I feel I do feel bad about the failure. You should. <laughs> Fuck you. You'll never let me live it down. You, but the endings are super important for me. I know. And this movie had <laughs> the ending that's literally solved and showed everything. Within the first fifteen minutes, they're already wanted by the police, mm-hmm. and then they're wanted by the Nazis. And then they're wanted by the, the good old boys. And just at the very, very end, they have literally SWAT, army, police. Helicopters, tanks. Everybody is trying to yeah. chase down the Blues Brothers. And I, I typed in a couple things after the movie was over. Number one, how many extras were in it? In that ending scene, they had 500 extras. And then wow. how many how many cars were <laughs> destroyed? 103 cars were destroyed in this oh, movie. Wow. That makes the budget skyrocket. Yeah, and because how much do you pay for those cars? I think they, I think they paid like four hundred bucks a piece for them or something like that. Okay, I mean, it's nineteen eighty, and they just true. I was gonna nineteen eighty. Yeah, the good old days. Mm-hmm. I love the musical bits in this. Like they went to the church, mm-hmm. and it's James Brown, and he's <laughs> he's the preacher, and he's singing and dancing. The whole church is going crazy. Later on, they go to Ray's music shop. And it's fucking Ray Charles, mm-hmm. and he just gets on this piano and just starts going to town. It's so and great. doing his thing. Also, Aretha Franklin, man, I'm not. You a fan. think what? I did not like her, and, and she has talent. I'm just, I just yeah. don't want to listen to it again. Okay, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not discrediting her talent because I know she's like kind of a legend. She's more than kind ever of ever since her song R E S P E C T uh, was in. Uh, Are we there yet? I knew she was a legend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first time I heard that song, but wow! And I mean, it's every... a good song. But in this movie, I'm, I'm sure I've heard other of her songs, like in real life. But in this movie, I didn't like her her bit. I like it was like a singing and dancing in the uh, little cafe, and she was trying to keep her man from going with the Blues Brothers, and she's mm-hmm. like, "You better think." And Elwood and Jake are just kind of sitting at the counter, and next thing you know, they're up dancing yeah. with all the other people. I, I fucking love their dancing. The dance scenes, they were good at dancing, and they had funny dances. John Belushi, a big boy, can cartwheel and do all these. He's like the moves. Aer- aerobic, is just, that the word? Well, he's athletic. He, he wasn't doing the backflips and the. Well, yeah, right? I he know, was doing the but cartwheels, still. but just how fast his feet were and just the things that he could do. It's not the, not something you see anymore. No, I love it. Yeah, he had an actual talent. Absolutely, and and the dance scenes were so wild. And it inv- always involved tons of people, mm-hmm. and it was it was awesome. It was a spectacle. There it, you go. Yeah, at Ray's music shop, all the people outside dancing. Yeah, it's just a really really fun movie. And I found myself, even though I've seen this movie so many times, 
I'm smiling on the couch while I'm watching yeah. it. Like I'm I know it's coming and I still love it enough to where I'm I'm smiling. Yeah. It, it was a joy to watch. Yay. Yay. That <laughs> makes me so happy. Um, all right. You've seen the movie. Don't have to go into it anymore. Favorite parts. Man. Any part that made me laugh, pretty much. They were all so funny. And I this movie one is timeless. I think this humor will go on forever. And two, it was so ahead of its time. Like some of the jokes and stuff, they were just classic examples of humor that are still used today. And that's 40 fucking years ago. That's a long ass time. I think one of my favorite parts was when they stopped by this country bar oh. and they're like, yeah, we're the good old boys because that's the band that was supposed to be playing. And they get on stage and they start playing their Blues Brothers stuff and people hate it. Mm-hmm. And they're throwing beer bottles and stuff. And so they turn off the lights and then they start playing the theme from a TV show called Rawhide, which is about as country as they know. And the next thing you know, they're playing Stand By Your Man, which was like a Tammy Wynette song back in the day. And they just totally won the crowd over. And then when they left, they have the good old boys after them. Mm-hmm. I, I love Ray Charles. So I loved hearing Ray Charles sing and all the dancing that was going on then. Fucking any any time that John Belushi was dancing, I, I loved it. And, and don't you idolize him too? Well, <laughs> you saw how it worked out for I'm the way, last I'm guy. way past 33. So yeah, that's it's, true. it's all good. But he makes me smile, man. I, I, really, I really enjoy watching him. All right. Bucket of chicken. Um, John Belushi did, he, he was the lead of the brothers. I mean, Jake was something, but he needed Elwood, I would say. So they came out with a sequel in the year 2000, and it was Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman. Was he, he John Belushi? He played John Belushi's no. part. No. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't but, Jake. But John, okay. But, and then they had some like 10-year-old kid who was in it. And Why? Like you can't fucking do that with the Blues Brothers. It'd be like Bert and Ernie and Bert leaves, and it's like Ernie and Elmo. You know, it's just not gonna fucking yeah. work. Fuck that guy. And I, I don't dislike John Goodman, but I don't either. Fucking, it's disgusting. You don't <laughs> do that, man. You can't do that to the Blues Brothers, especially if some said legend is dead. Yeah, it's sacrilege, man. Because then it's like that's kind of like a little bit disrespectful. That's like ground you don't tread on. No. I refuse to watch it. Yeah. Like, and I never, it, it ever will watch it. If you pick that movie I to will watch, not. this You'll podcast is over. Uh, no, you couldn't do that. Because <laughs> then that'd be two big blows to you. I will get Gary in here and replace you for a little while and make you sit there and listen to it until you're ready to behave again and come back in. <laughs> okay. Oh, you Try okay? me. <laughs> don't fucking do that to me. Yeah. I played Grease 1 and Grease 2 back to back. But with my bucket of chicken, I liked both brothers a lot, but I found myself not gravitating towards Elwood. He just seemed really smart and calculated to me, but at the same time, he was a hooligan, and I liked that. Okay. As much as I'd love to give it to both, I'm going to have to give it to him. And I mean, I know who yours is going to. I mean, you basically sucked his dick this entire (laughs) time, so go ahead and give it to us. So you're giving it to Elwood Blues? Yeah. All right. You know what? I, I gave this a lot of thought, and I really, really yeah, went fuck back off. and forth. What, between John Candy and Ray Charles? No, John Belushi, 
He's the greater of the two Blues Brothers, in my opinion. And they both danced really well. It was fun. I mean... I don't know how... I don't know that I'd say really well. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was awesome and funny for this movie. But it was... It was like... I thought it was like really entertaining. And that's all dancing ever has to be, right? Is entertaining. Yeah. So, man. And John Belushi, he was dancing his heart out, too. But Elwood, he was going a little bit more mobile with it, running around a little more, mm-hmm. doing the, that knee thing he did. Just the high knee. Well, that and but the falling oh, yeah. on his knee thing. Yeah. He he busted out some wicked moves. Mm-hmm. So that was really it was just fun to watch both of them. And like I was hoping this whole time that they're friends in real life. I, I doubt they were, but they had good chemistry, and I thought it was so believable that they could be brothers. Like they don't really look anything alike, but they they just fit that they fit each other like a puzzle. Yeah, well they were on Saturday Night Live together, so I think they probably wrote and hung out quite, yeah. quite a bit. So I, I would I would hope they were because they had good chemistry and it would just make me happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I like I like to think that all those people back in the in the seventies that were on there, like um Aykroyd and Bill Murray and Chevy Chase and Steve Martin and John Belushi. I like to think that they all just went out and did lines of coke together and just just had a great old time. Yeah. So I've seen Chevy Chase in Vacation mm-hmm. and the remake. Uh sadly. Um Three Amigos. The remake was pretty good. No, he just looks terrible, oh. I was saying. Oh well. Like yeah. sadly I saw him. The remake was good. Yeah. I liked it. So honestly I don't remember shit about the original vacation really no it's been i've mm-hmm. seen it once a long time ago and christmas vacation there were so many from the 70s like i just mentioned that that i loved mm-hmm. fucking steve martin oh my yeah, gosh i was I, gonna say in three amigos he was really the one i was looking at a lot because he was the only one i knew previously well chevy chase from, was in that well from pink panther yeah well i did know chevy chase well, no, I probably hadn't seen Vacation yet because cuss words. <laughs> I, I was probably like nine or ten years old, maybe, when Three Amigos was on our DVR and I watched it like three times a day that summer. But I already knew Steve Martin from Pink Panther. And I thought that movie was hilarious. So obviously I was a little biased towards him. Steve Martin had some really good movies in the 70s i got one in particular that is on my list that i've almost shown a couple of times but it's another one that i'm a little bit scared of is it that romance one isn't he in like a romance one where the tonight you belong to me song plays or whatever mm-hmm. is that the one mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. i'm excited to see that so anytime you want to bust it out there's a little confidence boost for it okay all right, here we go. It's been nine episodes since you've given out a 100, so your average counting. has kind of fallen off a little bit. You're I think a it, bitch. It used to be like every <laughs> six or something You're reading me like, like a that. fucking book. <laughs> uh, you remember that definition I asked you for in the, the middle of the movie? Unequivocally? <laughs> Unequivocally? It's because this is an unequivocal 100. Nice. And it's I, that was like, what, halfway through the movie I asked you that? because I was like, what the and fuck? And I was like, oh, asking? it just popped in my head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I can use it like this. And from that point and even before that, it was a 100. Yeah. It was a 100 for a long time. Wow. So it makes there me, you fucking go. It makes me so happy when <laughs> to you... To know that your son is so generous. When you give... Like high scores to movies that were so near and dear to me. And I, I've heard you talk about this movie before, like many times in my lifetime. 
And I've always known it kind of has a legendary status with you. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely legendary. And one more thing. All right. I think this might be my favorite movie of all time. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. Better than Joker? So, I mean, they're both masterpieces, obviously. Better than Road Trip? Yes. Yeah. This movie's way better than Road Trip. But this movie... Better than Interstellar? Oh, fuck you. Fuck off. <laughs> You're just going to name every movie I've given to 100. Better than Jojo Rabbit? Yes. <laughs> if I could fucking concentrate on what I was going to say, this movie has a lot more rewatchability, I believe, than Joker. Because Joker's draining. This movie's not. Yeah. Like, Joker, you might need, like, six months in between each viewing of it. This movie, you could watch every month. But this is either number one or number two. Joker's fighting it for number one or number two. Wow. This was awesome. Wow. I, I can't believe you weren't sure still. I can't even though I was, tell. I was fucking checked in. All right, so I can't give 100s to just any movie. It's really, really hard for me to this do. This is not just any movie. No, it, it's not just this any movie. This is but, fucking but legendary. My 100s, like Joker was a 100 for me. Shawshank Redemption was a 100 for me. And that's your only two, right? That's the only two I've given, and it's still going to be the only two I'm given. Because I just, I just... 99 then, right? No, 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 no. It's, it's, I mean, it's close. It, it's, it's, it's a 96 for me. Well, you can't... So your 100s go to movies with like the really excellent and rich story. Is that what you're kind of saying? No, when I'm done watching a movie, my brain tells me, boom, that's a 100. Mm-hmm. And it's like a very obvious. Even though I love this movie, it's it's it does not check that box of like it's not in that exclusive club. Yeah. Only 3 movies are that I know so far. <laughs> that's still like that's actually it. I I don't know. I don't know. Well, getting back to the Blues Brothers, definitely way up there on my list of movies from the 80s. Um, I love it. I loved it today. I, I sat there and I smiled as I watched it. And I just appreciate more and more, every time I see it, just the comedy stylings of, of John Belushi. Yeah. All right. Well, next week, it's your pick. And I oh, get to pick the parameters. God, I forgot. Since we are... You must pick... A movie about a boy and a girl with powers. Like maybe one is like an aquatic creature boy and the other one she's like a really hot substance girl, right? That's your parameters no, no. for me. How about this? <laughs> your movie has to have a talking pig that hey, goes fuck you. that goes to a city. Wait, is that babe? Babe two pig in a city. Yep. Uh, All right. Since we're getting Back to school time. I mm. want you to pick a movie that a lot of it takes place in school. Like, like it could be about school. <laughs> okay, I think I already have one. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, it, but it has to have like uh, a lot of the setting has to be in a school or have something to do with school. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, got anything else? I do not. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to episode number 65 of Movie Muggin. With my 65th 100. <laughs> right? Hey, look at you making fun of yourself. <laughs> if you'd like to keep up with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MovieMuggin. If you would like to email us, MovieMuggin at gmail.com. We do appreciate you listening and have a Movie Muggin day. Uh, 
I feel like I'm starting to get a boner right now. 